you're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right. Well, welcome back to Real Presence Live. We just came out of an extraordinary conversation with Father Peter Andrel. Uh, right, I think, during the break, um, Janine bought stock in Kleenex um, because <laughs> their stocks are skyrocketing. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm a crier. Yeah, no. So it can be sad. It can be beautiful. It can be like visiting with Father Peter Andrel and you're like blown out of the water yeah. and, and just like the gift that... Oh, the incredible gift hmm. that we have. Well, know. the thing that, I, that that strikes me is just the, the as you said, the incredible closeness of yeah, God. Like, right. I, so often, so often we're, we're inclined to feel all alone in the struggles that we face in life. Or, or just the, the, you know, I think all of us feel this, this ongoing creep of evil. You know, just kind of closing it. And it feels yeah. like God is, it's kind of like you're in the garden and like God's somewhere else. And, you know, the, the temptation is one where it's just, I have to battle it by myself or something yeah. like that. And I, it's just so false. And, it's and so false. Sometimes, and sometimes God needs us to just trust in the mm-hmm. battle, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think sometimes we just try to fix everything and, and, and we just need to let it happen. Yeah. You know, and sometimes we just need to trust in that journey that the fruits from that cross are going to be amazing. And, um, and I think we're all on such a different level of journey that we need to also meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I think that with that last question I asked them, you know, it's so important for us because we can just be like, well, we're just doing so well on this journey, almost like the perfect can be the enemy of the good. Mm. And I don't mean that lightly. I mean that we need to strive for perfection. We need to strive for holiness, but we also need to understand other people aren't quite right. like at that. We need to meet them where they're at and we need to love them in. Yes. And because if they start to feel alone or if they start to feel it's too difficult or if they start to feel rejection, they give up. Yeah. And we can't let that happen. You know, and that's uh, actually our next guest is one I think that, that typifies that, that loving people where they're at, meeting them in the midst of their hurt and their misery. We've got Roxanne, Roxanne Salonen on the line right now. Good morning to you, Roxanne. Good morning. How are you two? We're doing great. Oh, we are. And it's always such a wonderful, wonderful time to get together with you, Roxanne. I know we'll have that coffee date soon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's on the calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, welcome. Uh, we're just so excited to visit with you and, and how, uh, you know, just how you're ministering in this great evil of abortion mm-hmm. and how you're meeting people where they're at and, and giving them that hope and that, that light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten challenging, I'll tell you that. You know, we moved over the river uh, when abortion ended basically here in North Dakota, even though we know that there's some ongoing litigation uh, as, to, as to that finality. Um, we, we knew, even as Roe v. Wade was overturned, that if things changed and if the location changed for the abortion facility in the Red River Valley, we would be going as sidewalk advocates wherever the need was. And so that time has come. And, and so, yeah, I just, I, I wanted to update because a lot of people have been asking what it, what's it like yes. over at the, the new, the new place, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I just, I want to share, but if, if you don't mind too, I'm going to jump in here with something because um, you, you both know Ramona Trevino and, and how I wrote her story about her leaving Planned Parenthood. And I don't know if you know that um, I stayed in touch with her and, 
just was talking to her last night, actually. She's in New York right now, upstate New York. Uh, she's working for Pro uh, for 40 Days for Life uh, National. And um, that's kind of a newer thing for her. She's doing some speaking and going to some of the sites. But she's at um, the site, the church where Margaret Sanger was baptized right now, this morning. Wow. And so I just wow. want to throw that out because, yeah, I, I, I can't keep track of everything. But she, she emailed and said, pray for me because I'm going to be at the site uh, of the church, actually, where Margaret Sanger was baptized. And, and they were warned that there might be some, you know, uh, protests and such and you know they're in new york so yeah. i should just throw that out because it connects with what we're going to be talking about today and also just to ask for prayers for ramona because she's she's kind of dear to our area she's been here a couple times and um just you know again I, she there's other people doing a lot more than i am but my heart is still in it too so yeah anyway well, and yeah. i and i think roxanne pointing that out i mean <laughs> There's no coincidence with God, first of all. We all know that, and and we need to trust in those moments that there's going to be grace that He just piles into it, right? And and mm-hmm. we, we as pro-lifers, we as people who realize this is like a great sin, great travesty that Margaret Sanger and crew put into, you know, our society, it's just the damages are... Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you you can't even quantify it. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, too, is we have Margaret Sanger's soul, like at that baptism, at that church. You know, God gave her a soul. God gave her free will. Yeah. You know, and we need to be praying for her soul too, and just hope that mm-hmm. you yeah. know she just made the cut because it's like we we don't want to ever give up on anybody um one of the most powerful liturgies i was at was when i was standing next to abby johnson at the guild building next to the old abortion clinic you know it was just like wow god's mercy god's forgiveness it's out there for all of us and some of us get it faster than others and some get it and then they leave it and then hopefully they come back to it. Yep. And and I just think that's the greatest mission of Real Presence Radio. Please never give up on your child. Never give up on your friend. Mm-hmm. Never give up. On yourself, honestly, mm-hmm. because the amen Lord God's his mercy as well for <laughs> yeah. us. Amen to that. So thank you for the work that you do, Roxanne, and definite prayers for Ramona and for thank Margaret. You, thank you so much. And for yeah, Margaret. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And all the people that will be there today. So, yeah, um, I, I, I just, if, if you wanted a, a little bit of update. Yes. <laughs> I'll just share. So I was there on Wednesday. I don't make it every single Wednesday. I, I've had a lot of other things going on. I have to kind of, you know, bury it a little bit. So I actually wasn't at the opening. They did have a 40 Days for Life over in Moorhead. And um, I'm glad um, that they were able to, to pull that off. I know it's a little slow going because we're in transition here, right, from kind of one state to the next and focusing, refocusing our efforts. It's, it's probably a lot of the same clientele. Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention, too, is I think right after Roe v. Wade was overturned, there was like a, a celebration for a lot of us, mm-hmm. just, even if it was a kind of a quiet delight in our hearts that we finally felt heard. We've been praying for that for so many years, you know, almost 50. And 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 then quickly things started to shift, and it almost felt like, okay, well, I guess I guess that wasn't a victory. <laughs> it's like, yeah. At least that's a little bit how, it, it, I mean, it, it was it, it almost like we got overwhelmed. It, it almost felt to me like the, the gates of hell were unleashed a little bit wider 
during that time. I'm sure you all experienced yes. that that reality. I think that's but, a beautiful uh, way of putting it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. it is. It is, Roxanne. It's like, okay, now the law's been changed, but we're not done yet. You know, mm-hmm. I ran into Jody Clemens and I'm like, yeah, praise God, let's celebrate. But until we change hearts, you know, it, it, it's just going to be a never-ending job, no matter what the law is. I mean, not that we don't, <laughs> not that we don't want the law changed. Don't get me wrong; we don't want bad laws, but mm-hmm. we have to change hearts, and right. and that's what you're doing when you're present there. Uh, that's that's what people are doing when they support crisis pregnancy centers because we are pro-life, not just you know for that newborn, unborn child. I should say. Uh, to getting them to be newborn, but then also the care that they have all the way to their death, you know, um, it, that's what it really is, is being pro-life. Right. Yeah, and you were talking about not giving up on people, and I think that's kind of where we're at right now. I kind of sense that there might be some people that are kind of exasperated by the whole process and all the prayers, and then even after we finally in North Dakota have an abortion-free basically um, it really hasn't changed it we really have to just shift over across the river and kind of pick up and I think there's a little bit of a, like an exhaustion like a mental fatigue a spiritual fatigue yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, you know now we have to go over here and do this I mean I, I sense it among our, our advocates that we're trying to get you know people kind of you know, rallied up again to, to, to go out and do this work and, and there was kind of a pause and kind of a well, it's a transition, you know, it's not the same, it's at a different place. And so that was what, one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about, but it's kind of along the same lines as you were saying, is to not, not give up because, you know, they say sometimes right before something big happens, like there's there's a down downward mm-hmm. aspect to it. And I think I just, I've gone to that dark place of, oh, things are getting worse and the world is getting worse. And it's, you know, just like you want to despair, but it's like, nope, 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 nope. God is in control and he knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And he, he is now asking us to step up even more than ever. One of the things that in the new place in Moorhead, it's on Highway 75, right by like Buffalo Wild Wings over there. Um, it's a very dark corner. It's a dead end, literally a dead end. And there's, there's not, at least downtown Fargo, when we were there, there was a liveliness about, there's a lot of people always, we could converse with people on the sidewalk. There were street people that we became friends with. There was a lot going on, and I think a lot of chances to evangelize. And in this new place, it's just, it's not, there isn't a lot of life there. It, it's a really kind of dark place, just kind of spiritually. And, and, and it's brought some new challenges in that we hardly can really reach out to the people at all, the clients that are going in. Um, so we, what, I, what I'm seeing, though, and I think God is asking us to just be there and let Him do more of the work. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> That's, that is a more profound statement <laughs> than you realize. It's very, you know. very humbling. It's humbling and also fr- it's also so yes. anyway i i know we have a limited time to before the break here but um but maybe on the other side i can kind of give you some anecdotes of some things i've been seeing that would be wonderful roxanne i think i think what you're doing is you're laying out something that's really really important not just in this individual situation but just broadly speaking for all of us as we're facing different battles in our lives so we're going to take a quick break as you mentioned uh but we're going to be back and we're going to continue to unpack this with roxanne salonen right after this 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central here on Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Father Gabriel Wawero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sick bed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest. And I think everyone, every young man out there, should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson. And I'm Brad Gray. And we're just so grateful that you've joined us this morning. Oh, we had a first half hour that was phenomenal. And our second half hour is... Uh, Crushed it. It is, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, In fact, we have our dear friend Roxanne Solonen joining us, talking about the the work in the pro-life movement, the work to to help uh, just bring that light yeah. of Christ to yeah. a hurting world in that area of, of the abortion industry and all the devastating dark work they do. Yeah, uh, Roxanne, I, I was loving what you were sharing here in the first segment about, you know, th- this this balance that we must strike, right? Because um, there was the, the great joy of Dobbs and then sort of this this letdown of sorts, like, uh, you know, it's not over. Mm. And I think there, there's kind of a couple different things there where we really do have to celebrate the victories that the Lord accomplishes. This is no small thing, Roe v. Wade overturned, being overturned. There is that ongoing mm-hmm. work of you know continuing to change hearts and so on, but but it's a sign that God has done something beautiful, and so it should mm-hmm. it should empower us. It should fuel us mm-hmm. that you know sure while the while the the first stronghold has been taken down and you look out and there's this vast country of forces arrayed right, but but you've taken yeah. down one of their strongholds and and so it, 
instead of like the forces just saying, ah, forget it. You know, there's still too much there. Okay. I'm just, I quit. You know, it, it's, yes. it's, it's all the more like, look, we just took down something that never was supposed to fall. You know, it was never supposed to fall. And, and God yeah. is just revealing his strength here. And now it's coming to a different spot where it is kind of mo going more into the darkness. Right, it's going. You're, you're talking about that right before the break about how this this shift from being in uh, in North Fargo into you know into a, a life an area of of life of a lot of activity and so on, having opportunities to mm -hmm. evangelize is now kind of going d deeper into the the fortress of Eve, almost like going more into Mordor, you know, mm -hmm. with Frodo mm -hmm. in the ring. Um, and mm -hmm. yet the mission remains every bit as urgent, and yes. and steps have been taken along the path toward the the final conquest. You know, Roxanne, there's, uh, when you talk about this dark corner, I mean, like you think of First Avenue, people driving by all the time. Is there just like one road in and one road out? Yes, hmm. yes, yes. Um, yeah, you can, well, there's a couple ways I guess you can go in, but I, I have to tell you this story. This just happened last week and, um, and it was crazy so yeah there is only one sidewalk that we can stand on and people aren't on the sidewalk except us it's not a sidewalk where you're going from business to business mm. it's just this one little strip that's um, of the entrance of of the facility and now we can't go into the parking lot at all so where before we would have access to the women and, and men coming in, mm -hmm. we don't have that access anymore. Um, we just have a little moment where they are just entering and exiting. Okay, so it's just a little moment. We really can't give out brochures very much. And my friend has, has given one through the window. Someone reached out. That, that's it so far that I know of. I wow. mean, it, it, the signs maybe are effective. We have to raise our voice to talk to them at all. We have just like a moment where they're going into the facility, and, and so we, we're letting them know of resources, and we have to raise our voice so they can hear us. Um, but it's very, very limited. Um, but last week, there was a, a, a man, a father, I'm not sure, who came in to, to retrieve his, the person, his, his, whoever he was with that had just had an abortion. We were there in the afternoon. And he came in, and so we, we, you know, we tried to make eye contact as he was coming in through this little pathway that we just get that second where we get to maybe see him and, and try to offer something. And he avoided us, as, as is naturally the case most often. Mm -hmm. And then he came and got her, and then he went out the back way of the facility around the corner. Well, there is no back way. Um, there's no back pathway out into the highway. He um, made his own pathway. <laughs> huh. And so we're, we're standing there and we see him going and we're all like, well, he's going to come back through and we're going to have another chance to, you know, make eye contact or, or whatever. But, but he never returned. <laughs> and, and, and all of a sudden we looked over behind us. It's kind of hard to describe without actually being able to see the visual of it. But all of a sudden we saw him on the highway and we everyone was confused and we saw one of the escorts go over and look to see like where did they go because normally they would have had to back up right you're at a dead end and you have to back up mm -hmm. instead he had forged a path through the grass down into a ravine and up a steep hill onto the highway onto a path that wasn't a path all to avoid seeing us again uh. Mm -hmm. he, oh. he he was this is the shame of of what it is 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 that it, it, you know they they don't want to confront us and all we're yeah. we're not shaming them we're just standing there looking and like can we help you well it's, that's it it's the reality that 
you know, God gave us all a soul. It wasn't from the world. It wasn't from our parents. It was from God. And with that, we do have a conscience. And, you know, so that's the reality, that whole visual of tire tracks going through a ravine and and seeing them drive away. It's the reality that probably like, whoa, what have I done? You know, or, you know... um, and you know what I was thinking about last night was as I was preparing for this today, I thought, okay, yeah, I saw the tire tracks. I went and followed the path, and everyone was shocked, and even the escorts were like, where did he go? You know, they were all kind of looking, or one kind of quietly went around the corner. But um, I was thinking about it last night, and I was thinking about that moment where they drive, and they're like, I'm going to go this way. Oops, there's no road. Now, keep in mind, there's a woman in the car that's just lost her child. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of the trauma that she's already gone through. And now her boyfriend or whoever it is, is taking her down a path that isn't Mm -hmm. even a road. It's grass and there's like construction cones and things like that around this area. And there's a big mud area on the bottom. Mm. So, So to have to go through that pathway out the back door that isn't a back door and to make the escape. And last night, my heart just like, I just thought of her and I thought... I can't even imagine the trauma that she was going through in that moment. Hmm. I, I just, I, my heart just, it just broke for her. Wow. You know, instead of going the honorable way and going out and just facing what you have to face, they took the escape route that wasn't even there. And I, I just, I don't know, as I pondered it, my heart broke. And, and, hmm. and that's, and, and we're there. And it was, you're, you're right, Janine, it's so indicative of, of the conscience. And, yeah. and it's like so enlightening to us, you know, it's just like, there it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, there was well, another moment. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say, well, hopefully, you know, we get a good foot of snow, like in November. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take away yeah, that, that option. That option will be gone. Yeah. Yeah, True, but, unless now the snow could cover the grass and it can make I don't know. Uh, I don't know that we'll ever see that again. It was crazy. I'm thinking they'll probably put up a sign saying no exit, but uh, either um, that it, it or happened. either that the that could be like the catalyst to do something you don't want to see and that's another road, you know, uh, yeah, that allows yeah. that. So Yeah. Right. Well then if that's the case then we'll be there too. We'll come to the other exit. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll just right. out. So. Roxanne, I'm curious. Yeah. So, you know, the, the situation is different here than it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Your your opportunities are less and they're different than they were before. Has this, has yeah. this kind of uh, inspired or prompted a different spirituality, a different approach, a different, like, if, if all you've got is eye contact, does that, mm-hmm. uh, have you noticed anything different in terms of, like, what is the Lord calling us to here how are how do we mm-hmm. respond differently? Um, I, I'm just curious if, if there's anything internally okay. that that you've noticed about that. Yeah, well, well, I'll just say externally or maybe a little bit internally too. Yeah. Initially, there was a relief, to be oh, honest. Sure. I was yeah. punched. I was punched in the head this past summer um, yeah. after Roe v. Wade went down, and um, and I wasn't provoking it, and I wasn't attacking. I was just offering information, and I had to actually stand back because I saw her getting ready to punch me, and she did. Um, so so it was getting pretty contentious. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of elbowing and umbrellas in the, you know, in, in the shoulder and different things. It was getting really hard, and after I went through that, it was actually getting harder for me to be there. Yeah. Um, so initially, there was a relief. 
because we don't have that anymore. There's not a, a mixing of escorts and, and pro-life people in the same space at all. And so, in a way, I almost saw it as a grace, a little bit of a grace, at least for me. That's the way sure, I did yeah. it. It was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Like, this is hard because we. I just, like, so much want to go up and, like, go to their cars and, and do what we did before when we could have more hands-on or we could go around the corner as they were arriving and catch them before they went in and just say, we're here for you, we want to help you. Those times were very efficacious when we could reach them before they ever went in because there's just a little bit of time. It's just a little narrow opportunity. And those were the times often we had saves because once we, they got close to that door, it was just like the door sucked them in, you know? Mm-hmm. So now we don't have that. But also, I, like I said, I see a grace. And I just want to tell you, there was this one moment early on when we had just started going over there and it, we just felt that darkness and that the, that dead end sign staring at us and just feeling that. And we were just quietly praying, my friend Anne and I, and just saying the rosary and just, I don't know, allowing ourselves to kind of just grieve, I think. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this little monarch butterfly came around mm. us and just was fluttering around and we both just looked at each other and had tears in our eyes. We didn't even really even need to say anything, but we just felt the breath of God in that beautiful little sign of life that was encircling us. <clears throat> and it was just like a sign of hope. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the symbol that I want to kind of take into my heart about all of this topic is that God is with us and we might not see it so boldly. It's going to maybe be in a little wisp of a, of a monarch, but it's, He's there, and he's he's going to do beautiful things, and he's he's going to surround us with with his love. Well, that's, think, that's what I took from the butterfly. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's just it's it's such a poignant image because it's it's life in the midst of this place of death, and it's beauty in the midst of of hideous ugliness. You know, so that and, and it's that's a surprise. Glorious. It's a surprise. Yes. God always brings surprises. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Roxanne. Uh, we are always grateful to have you share the Absolutely. wonderful ministry that you I'm grateful for the work you're doing there. yeah i mean it's hard it's difficult but uh, you're steadfast and and loving in it so thank you thank you god bless you we'll all right god, you god bless you too roxanne all right we are going to take our end of the hour break here but we'll be back right after this